All right, welcome back, Spiritual Crusaders, and thanks for joining us on our YouTube and podcast channel. We're super excited to have you. Um, I'm Craig Conover. And I'm Tyler Story. And, you know, if you haven't had a chance to take a look at spiritualcrusade.com, definitely go check it out. We have amazing content. We really focus on delivering content every single day for you on a daily basis. We have uh, talks, we have quotes, we have memes. We also have a Come Follow Me program that Debbie actually is heading up, and she's just she's, she's killing it. I mean, it's just amazing. If you're looking at ways to enhance your uh, personal study of, of, of the New Testament or ways to even teach your family, you've got to go check out her YouTube and her uh, also podcast channel as well. But again, if you're able to strengthen your testimony today, or really if this something that we say has value to you that really uh, draws you into the Savior in a more powerful way, be sure to come and like, subscribe, and, you know, follow us. We really appreciate it and love to have, you know, your, invite your family and friends as well. We'd love to have all you guys come and, and come back often. Yeah, today's episode will be good. and I'm excited and looking forward to this. This past week, you know, I was sitting there thinking and thinking about this week's podcast and I was in church actually last week and the song from the children's hymn book came up. He sent his son. And if you haven't listened to the song recently, you should go take a look and listen to this. And, and it got me thinking because I've come across a few experiences lately that have made me start to wonder how come some people continue to thrive in the gospel and sometimes people you know, start to, their testimony starts to get uh, shook or broken and they start to maybe kind of question things. I, I feel like this would be a good topic for us to go over. Uh, you know, we have a, a wide audience of people that would be out there looking and wanting to learn. And so, you know, Craig, uh, you've, I'm sure you've had a chance to look over the song. What, were, what was your first thought when I sent this over to you? Uh, I mean, first of all, this is an amazing song. I mean, really, I mean, it's one of those, it's in the children's songbook and it's, it's just powerful. It really is. And, you know, it, it's one of those things that just by singing it and just by listening to it, strengthen my testimony just by, just by that, just by listening to it and enjoying that without even jumping into the scriptures or anything else that I got excited about too. So <laughs> yeah, I, I could agree. I was uh, listening to the primary sing this and this is one of the songs in the upcoming uh performance that they're doing and when they sing the last verse that uh what does he ask of us and live like his son i just got chills thinking about the savior and his life and all the many things that he's done and, and how important it is for my testimony but let's so let's kind of go through some of the things like i what i really liked about it is it felt like it gave us the song gives some basic instructions you know, almost kind of like ask some questions of things that we could be learning uh, and as kind of a gauge. So if you're, if you're feeling like your testimony might be looking to have an overhaul or am I really on path to doing what I need to be doing, it has some great questions in there. Um, it does. Yeah, and I, I think there were some scriptures that it went over um, Craig, you've always kind of been my, my Google 
when it comes to scripture stuff. And that's one of the great things about, uh, you know, being able to work with you on the spiritual crusade is I feel like I can come to you with almost any idea or concept and you'll be able to expand on it just on a whim. And so I, I don't know about expand, but uh, <laughs> oh, for sure. I do my best. I do my best. <laughs> oh, for sure you can. Like, and that's what's going to be fun about uh, these podcasts is continue to learn because I feel like I get to be myself and ask tons of questions. I'm, I'm still learning and relearning some doctrines to the gospel, and sometimes they make sense, and sometimes I'm like, I just don't really get this. And so I know that if I'm thinking that, there's got to be others uh, that are probably wondering like, hey, what does this really mean? What should yeah. I really be doing uh, in my life right now to to get closer. Um, and so let's kind of dive in and look at the, the, some of those scriptures and, you know, go through this song. Um, sure. Yeah. So, I mean, if something, what you want to, you want to kick it off, Craig, what's the first scripture we should dive in and take a look at? Well, go ahead. Let, let's, uh, let's actually read just the, the song real quickly, just so that our listeners can hear the words. Yeah. So go ahead and read through that and then we'll jump into some of the scriptures here. Okay. So I, I won't sing it, but uh, how could the Father <laughs> tell the world of love and tenderness? He sent his son, a newborn babe, with peace and holiness. How could the Father show the world the pathway we should go? He sent his son to walk with men on earth that we may know. How could the Father tell the world of sacrifice of death? He sent his Son to die for us and rise with living breath. What does the Father ask of us? What do the scriptures say? Have faith, have hope, live like his Son, help others on their way. What does he ask it? Live like his Son. No, that was almost like singing it, Tyler. That was that was pretty good. That was pretty good. I mean, it, it touched me. It touched me deeply. I'll be singing it after this podcast. Yeah, exactly. But you know what? I'm thank you for reading through that because it is. It just talks about the Savior, and I mean, really. I mean, if you think you ask you ask about the question, people are struggling with their testimony, and that is really the key. Is we have to go back to the testimony of the savior, Jesus Christ. He is our testimony. And that's why I love about this song is because it's, it's all about him. It's all about him and what we have to do to what, to become like him, to, to follow in his footsteps, right. And to obey the father, which is to obey the son and really do the things that, that the father and the son, the son that we seen him do. Right. Uh, you, you talked about scriptures, and there, there's actually four scriptures that is referenced. And that, that's one thing. It, as you're going through the, the children's songbook, the hymns, I would challenge you to look up the scriptures that are, that are there on, the, on in every, single, every single hymn because that helps you to get into the spirit of what the, the writer, the author, or composer, what, what, what is it, composer for music, I guess? <laughs> But what they were, what they were, were feeling and, and, and thinking as they were composing it. So you can get to the, the real spirit, you know, get kind of behind the words of yeah, the hymn. That I could see being very powerful, like before 
the sacrament hymn and during the sacrament song, those are things that you could do, you know, just as you're pondering before church to really have a better experience, like in all areas, even just barely just reading, even though we've read through this before, reading through the song and then going through some scriptures, man, it, it definitely makes a difference. So I, I had something I overlook and just you read the song and sometimes you see when it was written, you know, some of that, and then it just kind of goes on to the next thing. So, yeah, you've, you've got to check out the scriptures. So let's do that. Let's just dive in a little bit to some of the scriptures and just kind of pick apart some of the things that, that might've been going through the composer's uh, mind. So the first one is Moroni seven forty eight. And this is, as you guys well know, Moroni 7 is literally jam-packed. <laughs> I mean, you could spend, you know, lesson after lesson after lesson and never leave Moroni 7. <laughs> it's just, it's amazing, right? Faith, hope, and charity is so interwoven in here. And it's t it references verse 48, but I want to actually jump up just one verse. Actually, let's just jump up. Let's just jump up two verses. Let's go to 46. Okay. So in, in verse 46, it says, Wherefore, my beloved brethren, if ye have not charity, ye are nothing, for charity never faileth. Wherefore, cleave unto charity, which is the greatest of all, for all things must fail. And I think that's something that is important. You know, we hear, right, God is love. And that's absolutely true. We have to mirror that. We must show forth greater love to those around us, those that are struggling, those things that, that, are, that are going through a difficult time. We have to show forth charity. And if, when, when we have that love in our heart, right here. It never faileth, right? Charity never faileth. So cleave unto charity. Seek after true Christ-like love. Okay, verse 47. But charity is the pure love of Christ. And, and I just love that. Think about that. A pure love of Christ. Not defiled, not muddied up. It's the pure love of Christ. Imagine, you know, when was the last time you looked at, at someone with that pure love of the Savior of the world. Pretty, pretty interesting to kind of contemplate that. And it endureth forever. And whoso is found possessed of it at the last day, it shall be well with him. How do you possess something? Right? You have to seek yeah. after it, right? I mean, think about it, right? If, if you, you know, if I had a million dollars and you didn't, actually have possession of that do you have a million dollars no yeah you, you've got to go for it right and, and that's what this is saying is that those that are found possessed with um with charity the last day it shall be well with them and so we have to seek after that charity and that pure love of christ and then we get to verse 48 and this is the the verse that did that show up yeah you, you're still there Okay. So verse 48, it says, Wherefore, my beloved brethren, pray unto the Father with all the energy of heart, and, and not just a little bit of energy of heart, all of the energy of heart, right? That ye may be filled with this love. And you have to look at every single word, right? Filled with his love. Not, not a portion of it, 
right? Not just a little bit of, of love. We have to pray with all the energy of our heart that we can be filled with this love, this pure love of Christ, which he hath bestowed upon all who are true followers of his son, Jesus Christ. Tyler, what is, I mean, think about it. What does true follower of his son, Jesus Christ mean? Jeez, that, that, I mean, we were, I've read over this in preparation for this, and then even just going through it again, it feels like a couple layers have been peeled back. And I just think about it like what an experience that must be to, to really and earnestly pray for that and to be filled, to have that, you know, in your heart. You know, a thought that came to my mind before we go in a little bit further that just made me think about is, um, I had the impression that came to me and think about how many people are going to church every single week and are struggling just to get there. You've got a, a million kids. One doesn't want to do it, doesn't want to go there. And it's just your last effort to just get there. You want to throw in the towel, your car didn't start, a tire, some, all these things that get there. And you get there, and that experience can go really good or bad. And sometimes it's the simplest thing as just someone smiling at you and saying, it's so good to see you. Or patting you on the shoulder and say, hey, I'm glad you're here today. Even though you, they're there every Sunday, it just makes me think, like, if you had the, the true love and, the, like, full of charity – you're just going to be radiating, radiating, like just love to everybody. And sometimes it's those smallest things that just can turn someone to re-motivate them to, you know, turn it up, you know, a, a new level, right. you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. And that, that's, that's, that is being a true follower, right? When it becomes, you, you are embodied, it, it, you, you embody, Christ, right? What does it say? We take his countenance upon ourselves, right? When we reach out, when we show that love to those that are struggling, right? When, we're, when we give that, that hand of, of, of fellowship, of, of lift, of, to help lift their burden, we're becoming true followers of Jesus Christ, right? It's yeah. Yeah. true follower. It's when we do the acts of Christ with a pure heart. Those, that is what true followers are. And those are the ones that are bestowed upon give they're given that that charity it's pretty amazing and so kind of continuing it says that ye may become the sons of god you know don't we want to become I and mean, we are obviously children of god right but yeah. to become the sons of god that is a level of devotion those are those that are disciples of jesus christ right and and that have truly become like him and then it says that when he shall appear we shall be like him and and i absolutely love that because we have those that, that arrive at that point they pattern their life after him yeah and and therefore they become like him right and and we will see him as he is that we may have this hope and, and what's that hope? The hope is that we'll have eternal life with our Savior Jesus Christ and with our, you know, with our, with our Father in Heaven. 
that we may be purified even as he is pure. Right? I mean, in, in just a couple verses, it, 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 there's so much there and just, and then we've only done one verse. <laughs> you know? <laughs> That's why I love it, Craig. Uh, awesome. You, you definitely bring a new insight to, to even some of the simplest things. I mean, you know, that, and sometimes that's hard for some people to really grasp. Like even, you know, being in the gospel for some, some time, I think there's um, kind of this sifting period going on right now in the gospel where, um, you know, it's now, uh, what do they say, a, a church uh, you know, it's a family supported. Uh, what's the phrase? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, home, home, home centered, church supported. Church supported, and how? And yeah. think about how how it's been different for most people's lives, and how they've relied on the church right. to to be that support. And now it's you know like a full reversal, where it's like you've got to start learning to do these things. Kind of like the training wheels are coming off now, and let's. Right. See if you can, you know, maintain by yourself and, you know, all of these things. And, and so it's exciting, but you've got to make sure that you have a testimony and that you're strengthening your testimony. And, you know, just right there, uh, you know, having charity is just a simple thing, you know, that uh, may come easy for some and others. Like it said, you know, you've got to really pray and open up your heart and say, look, I'm, I'm in this gospel to win it. I want to be here at the last day. I'm struggling with this. I'm not very good at being nice to people or, or extending a welcoming hand to others. You know, I'm good at so many other things, you know. And, and so that's, that's, that's awesome that the scriptures really give us an insight to really right. for, for help us. It doesn't matter where you're at with the gospel. So, well, and, and those, and those that, that struggle with having that, that love, well, it, it has that formula. Pray with all the energy of your heart. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing. If, if we're having a difficult time, if we're struggling, we need to turn to God, right? We need not 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 turn to uh, to man, right? And, and, and get sympathies. We need to turn to God because he will help heal our wounds faster than, than anything else, right? And more fully and more completely, right? And that's... I mean, I mean, you know that coming back to the to the church, right? Yeah. In a powerful way, you know? And it's, that's, we have to, and again, all the energy of our heart, right? And you, the, the scripture says where your heart is, there your treasure is also, right? Yeah. What's our treasure? If our treasure is is seeking after Christ and, and the characteristics that he, that he possessed, if that's our treasure, right, then then that's where our heart's going to be. And if we find that our, our that's not our treasure and we have something else that's our treasure, we may we need to switch our treasures out, right? <laughs> I mean, it's true. I mean, that's what Satan wants our heart, you know? Like, right. And that's one of the, the main things that kind of inspired Nephi 15.24 was that scripture that he wants our heart. You know, it doesn't matter if you're a, a bishop or you know, and state presidency, like he's still going for your heart. If you're coming back into the church, he wants your heart, you know, he wants your, the feelings and emotions and he wants to be able to control and like find little avenues to get in there. And so, 
the praying and giving service, and those are all things that are, you know, at least with this scripture. I, I'm excited to hear what you have to say about some of the others. Uh, <laughs> well, let's let's go. Let's turn. Let's turn to Third Nephi 27. Okay, this, I, I, this is a good good chapter here. Yeah, there, there's there's so much in this chapter, and and I really would encourage you to study this chapter. Um, it just from from beginning to end, it talks about the the name of the the church in this chapter, you know, and that his church shall be called his name. But I want to focus here today just on verses nineteen through twenty two. Okay, let's let's and go. And then we'll we'll jump down to to twenty seven, just a portion of that. Okay. But in 19, it starts off, it says, no unclean thing can enter into his kingdom. And that's, that's so self-explanatory, right? No unclean thing. So already we know we want to go to, the, to, to, to where the Father is, right? We want to enter his kingdom. So we have to, we need to listen, right? Perk up our ears, have new ears as we read these scriptures. So then he says, therefore, nothing entereth into his rest. That's, that's his, his, uh, his kingdom, right? Save it be those who have washed their garments in my blood. Oh, there we go. Yep. Okay, perfect. The scripture pulled up. Yeah. Okay. Save those that have washed their garments in my blood. Now, remember, this is the Savior talking uh, to, the, to the Nephites, right? And so to be washed, have their... their uh, be washed their garments in my blood is so powerful, right? They are cleansed, they have repented, and they've given their all, and therefore the Savior is, is washing them completely clean with, through his atonement, the yeah. atonement of, of Jesus Christ, right? And then it tells you why. What are the components to having our, having our garments washed in his blood? First is because of their faith. Right, faith in Jesus Christ—that is paramount. Right, we have to have that be so encompassing for ourselves, and the repentance of all their sins. You know, sometimes we have our favorite sin that we don't want to give up. Right? Yeah. This is repenting of all their sins. How bad do we want to return to the Father? Right. And then the last one is, and their faithfulness unto the end, unto the end. And I think that's something that, that we're, you know, we can, we can be faithful for a time, but then we fall back to our old patterns. So we have to learn how to be faithful unto the end and have our hearts changed so that we love righteousness. We love the things of God, right? And we're drawn to them. So then he continues in verse 20. Now, this is the commandment. Repent all ye ends of the earth and come unto me and be baptized in my name. And then pay attention to this next little part. That ye may be sanctified by the reception of the Holy Ghost. It's not just about getting the Holy Ghost and having our hands you know, um, laid upon our heads and, and giving us the Holy Ghost. We have to receive it, right? And be sanctified by it. And what does that do? When we are sanctified by the Holy Ghost, we hear the Holy Ghost, we act upon it, and we are obedient to the promptings of the Holy Ghost. And those that are, says that ye may stand spotless before me at the last day. 
And then we get 21, which is just such an amazing scripture. Verily, verily, I say unto you, this is my gospel. Remember, this is the Savior of the world, resurrected Christ, telling the, the Nephites, this is my gospel. Yeah, we should probably pay attention, right? <laughs> 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 and he says, and ye know the things that ye must do in my church. And why do we know that? Because the light of Christ that every single one of us has tells us the right things that we should do, right? We know the things we should do in his church. For the works which ye have seen me do, that shall ye also do. For that which ye have seen me do, even that shall ye do. So here's the, here's the question I posed to my, my children when I, when I shared this with them. I said, how do we know? How do we know what the Savior did? Right? How do we know? Well, it, it, it's simple. It's in the scriptures, right? It's in the scriptures. If we want to know what the Savior did, we must search the scriptures. And the church has put out this Come Follow Me program, which is dead on. What they, they, did they start with? The New Testament, the life of the Savior teaching every single person in the church exactly what the Savior did, right? Yeah. Why? So that we can follow it right there so that we can follow it. And then in verse 22, it says, therefore, if ye do these things, blessed are ye, for ye shall be lifted up at the last day. And then we're just going to jump to 27. The last part of 27 says, therefore, what manner of men ought ye to be Verily I say unto you, even as I am. I mean, that is, that's all encompassing right there. Oh, yeah. And that's really, that's really what the song says, right? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what kind of really sparked, uh, you know, the beginning of this topic and this concept that started like lingering for a few days as I was pondering it. And it, it, it made me think of something like everyone's at a different stage in life you know and some of us are doing better than others and others are we're going through things that we need to learn and you know it, it always hurts me when I hear of someone who maybe lost out on their testimony or, or yeah. stopped the light went out and you, you hear of a friend who you know decides to, to go a different direction and and you know, I think about that in verse 20 when I, you know, some of the, the clarity that came to me was you be sanctified by the reception of the Holy Ghost. And it's not just a one-time thing. It's how, how many times a day do we have opportunities to be sanctified and, you know, like, you know, be nice to someone, smile, open the door. You should go go say hi to someone, you know, at church or at work or, you know, ask a coworker. But we, oh, that's just me thinking. That wasn't the spirit. And, uh, you know, that's not a prompting. And we, we second guess so many opportunities that we have that we're not really drawing or learning to hear and have opportunities to be sanctified by the Holy Ghost. That's the role of the Holy Ghost to teach us those things. Right. I think everybody wants to have the cool experiences that 
you know, you hear maybe in a general conference, but we also overlook the fact that those experiences happen because all the other little things are happening all the right. time. Exactly. Following those things, right? Exactly. Exactly. The, 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 the big things only follow the little things, right? Yeah. And, and I, love, I love what Joe Smith said. He said, if you follow your first prompting, you'll be right nine, ten, nine times out of ten. Yeah. I mean, that, that's pretty good odds, right? I'll take nine times out of ten, right? <laughs> sure, take but, like, but, but like you said, what do we do? We second guess that first prompting until it, it goes away. We find some reason not to act on it. Yeah. And therefore, you know, so we need to really, really listen. I, I love that you're exactly right, dead on, be sanctified by the reception of the Holy Ghost. And really, if you're not, if you're not, Feeling the Holy Ghost, if you're not feeling those promptings in your heart, it's time to get on your knees. It's time to get on your knees because we, because we are at a point where we're, we're, we're not listening to the Spirit. And if we're not hearing it, then we need to ask the Father to, to help us because He's there. It's just that we've put up a wall. And we need to get on our knees and break down that wall. And I love Brigham Young. He says that, he gets on his knees and he stays on his knees until he feels like praying. <laughs> I mean, here's, here's a prophet, right? Who has to get on his knees and stay there until he feels like praying. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of times I don't feel like praying and yet I don't do that. And we should. <laughs> you know, so. that's, great. that's a great quote to, to think about. Remember, you know, I, I, I love this, Craig. It, it's, you know, you think about it and sometimes we overcomplicate the gospel and really what it is. And I, I think of how many times I've gotten in my own way from wanting to do things. And something hit me, you know, when you, in verse 19, as we were reading that, I kind of felt, I mean, it like, it really hit me and brought back some memories of my journey of joining, you know, coming back, to church uh, and, and deciding, hey, uh, this is what I want to do. It says because of their faith in 19. And it just it made me think about all the things that I decided to do because of faith. And one of the things that was really hard for me, uh, I just think about it is, I had made so many mistakes in my life and I kept making some of the same mistakes. And as missionaries were sitting there telling me that the savior has forgiven me, I knew these things, but it was like, it was like there was some type of force or something that didn't want me to believe that it was that easy, but it was the faith I had to have. It was the faith of, in what the atonement really was. You know, because you could hear what the atonement was. But unless, until I fully surrendered and, and said, okay, I believe. Like, whether I truly believed or not, I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm trying this. I'm going to try what you're saying. And as I put forth faith, it was just like things started to happen. And so I, I think about others that are out there, our audience and people that are listening who are like, well, I don't know, Craig, I've, I've already tried that, you know, or I've, I've done this before. You know, I didn't really get the results. And 
And that may be true. You probably went to a level of where you were comfortable having right. faith, right? Like, just like if we're going to the gym, like, hey, I'm working out, but I'm not seeing results. Well, are you, are you really willing to go a little bit further to exercise your muscles stronger than what you have? Are you, are you really willing to really get on your knees and really ask and then kind of be like, I'm going to go out there and, uh, and tr really try to have faith. And so like, well, let me just say something real quickly. You said it though. You said it already. You said, I believed there, there's two aspects there. You have faith and you have belief. They're not one and the same. Yeah. And cause we can, we can have faith that the savior healed the blind man. We can have faith that Peter raised the dead. We can have faith that, you know, an apostle um, had, a, had a miraculous thing in their, in their life, right? We can have all these faith and have pure faith that those things happen and that God saved them and God helped them. But we don't believe that he can help us. Yeah. Right? And when we don't believe that he can help us, our faith, is, un is, is become unbelief and it becomes trumped, right? And so we have to be very careful. Our belief has to fuel our faith. They both feed each other. And so that you said it right on. You, you had faith, but you had to believe also. Yeah. Once you can believe, then your faith can take, can take flight. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, definitely it does. Um, and, and you know, that, that goes right into John three sixteen, which is the next verse that it talks about. I'm not going to go in depth in this chapter. I'm just going to read that one verse because this is talking about belief and, and faith. It says for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And like you said, like, what are we willing to give to really believe in Christ, believe that he can help us, that yeah. he was truly sent from God to save us, to save me, save you, right? Personally, not somebody else, not whole congregations in the past, didn't feed 5,000, but he can feed me. Yeah. The manna, the spiritual man and the spiritual bread that I need to, to change, to become like him. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is a pretty popular verse. You know, it gets read quite a bit, you know, different things in sports and you see it out there. Um, it, you know, but it has so many golden nuggets in there to really think about, you know, what what has happened, you know, for us to be able to, realize that you know that we we have the chance to have everlasting life but i mean he it, it kind of just brings the importance of how important the, the savior really is and it makes us think well everything revolves around the savior and if it right. if we really believe that why why do some of us struggle to really act like that you know, right. uh, you know, on, on a on a daily basis, or even just just in general, like the things that we deal with, 
um, even not saying that we do anything wrong or bad, but like, why do we not really take it full advantage of it to let us, to let that level us up? You know? We don't, we don't let it be a, be our treasure. I mean, think about when you came back to the church, I mean, it had to be your treasure. Yeah. I mean, you really had to put in, you had to really make it something that so you had to seek after it, right? You had to regain your testimony in a powerful way. You couldn't, you just didn't nibble or dabble here. You had to jump in, yeah. right? And gain that and, and, and seize it. Just like you said, what are we willing to do in the, in the, when we get to the gym? What are we willing to do? And that's really the key is what, where is our treasure? What are we willing to give to have eternal life? Eternal life, right? That is the highest highest degree of salvation that we can have eternal life which is the life that god lives that is not bought cheaply if you will right um it was uh jeffrey r holland says that salvation is not a cheap experience right we have to we have to put in the effort we have to be willing to sacrifice and be willing to what does the savior say he says bear your cross that's that's a pretty bold statement right there. We have to be willing to bear our cross. I mean, we have to put in the effort. Yeah, We do. It's not something we can do lightly. And those that are struggling, like I said, go back to improving your belief in the Savior to save you and to help you, to help you to be that much better, to help you to just have a little more charity, to help you to have greater desire, just a little bit of greater desire to make him your treasure. When we put forth that, that petition to the Lord it says, I want you to be my, my treasure. That's where it starts at. That's where it starts at. Yeah. That's in that. I hope some of our, our listeners are going to take the, the challenge to, you know, this, this next week and in the future, every time they hear this, that they'll get on their knees or they'll increase their faith and have more charity and and realize how much love the Savior has for us and how he opens doors for us and, and puts people in our path in the gospel and out of the gospel that can help us. And we and others are how the gospel is shared. Like sometimes we're praying for answers and we may, we may find a random person that is our answer. Right. And, sometimes, <laughs> and sometimes we are the answer to someone else. And that's what's so important that we act on the spirit. You know, when right. we get prompted, we, if we don't, like Joseph Smith said, you know, act on the first one, you'll be nine out of 10 times, you'll be right. But think about it. If, if you're sitting there praying and wanting an answer, you know, help me know what to do in my career, this, this, and this, or life, or how to manage a you know, better parent whatever it is that you're praying for and someone else maybe had the answer. Nah, that would be weird if I said that to someone, you know, or nah, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to send them a random text message. They would think that's weird, you know, and they, they right. let it go, you know, and meanwhile you have to keep praying and praying, you know, <laughs> I don't know how all that works, but it's so important to act on those, uh, those promptings. You know, and I, I hope that yeah. some of our listeners, you know, will will realize that uh, God will be there for them and uh, definitely uh, help them with some of their faith. So, 
Yeah. And I think, I think those, that's really the takeaway from, from today, really. You know, the takeaway is, is right there. One, increase your faith. Right? Yeah. And how do you do that? You get on your knees. Right? You get on your knees and you, and you believe. Believe in the Savior to save you. Right? And then obey. Obey the promptings that come to you. Right? Listen. Be that help to someone else. And you'll find that, that, that you're helped in tenfold, you know, when, when we, when we put forth that and what is that? That's charity, right? We started, we started this whole thing with charity. Let's seek after charity with all of the energy of our heart. And when we couple that, that seeking that with our faith and our belief in Jesus Christ, there's, there's nothing that we can't, we can't accomplish in life. Man, this is, this has been great, Craig. Thanks so much for, uh, taking some time and be able to go over and help us dive into this. And more importantly, you know, being an influence and example to me, but being someone that I can come to and kind of just say, Hey, uh, you know, I have questions or, you know, where, you know, what could I be doing to, to better my life or do different things? And, you know, the, the gospel is real. I mean, the savior is there for us and it's personable to each one of us. And, um, you know, it, it's definitely changed my life. And there was some, you know, a long period of time where I was, you know, not really caring. And then I realized how much the Savior has really done for me. And it's, it's important, you know, the simple things that helped me uh, come back to the church was charity. Uh, a bishop that just gave me a hug and just said, it's good to see you. A few other members that were just, it's good to see you. I'm glad you're here. They gave me the confidence to keep coming and keep coming and, and have spiritual momentum. And, and so I, I encourage, you know, on my behalf, you know, that there are other people in the ward, whether they, they look like they're the family that's always there or the, the family that's struggling to get there. There are so many people out there that, their life would be enhanced to feel and be a recipient of charity. Uh, and so I hope that we can do that. This has been fun. Thanks for, two, been. <laughs> thanks for taking some time, Craig. Uh, we look forward to the next podcast that we get to do again, subscribe. If you haven't share this with a friend, we would love to uh, get feedback from, from you guys and comments and let us know how, uh, this or other podcasts have helped you in your journey to become closer to the Savior. Uh, thanks again for joining us on Spiritual Crusade. Take care. All right. Take care. Thanks.